There is a lack of talent, not in San Antonio, not in America, but globally. This augmented reality is really going to change uh, dramatically in the next couple of years, and it'll be very ubiquitous. This is Commerce Street, a business and technology podcast from Ken's 5 Eyewitness News. When people think about startup companies in Texas, a lot of minds go to Austin, but a lot of attributes are pointing entrepreneurs to San Antonio, too. A recent survey by Clever Real Estate placed San Antonio in the top 10 most affordable cities for startups. And increasingly, where your company is built makes a huge difference to the likelihood of its success. The survey says 45% of startup businesses don't make it to the end of their fifth year. We talked to leaders from two tech companies here in San Antonio about what helped and hurt them as they were getting off the ground and how being in San Antonio affected their success. Michael Magar created an augmented reality company here in the Alamo City that brings historical events to life with incredible detail and historical accuracy. He says he had some unique challenges that go along with bringing a kind of unfamiliar concept to people. For me, the first challenge was just to raise enough money to do what we had to do in terms of building the Alamo uh, AR application we were building. And so uh, we spent probably about a year going around telling people what we wanted to do and having them hopefully believe that we could actually do it. And so uh, that, in that year, I, I built lots of demos and those types of things to show what it was because not a lot of people understood uh, augmented reality beyond Pokemon. And so we had to kind of prove that you could tell a story with augmented reality where people were just used to seeing something on a uh, phone that would wiggle. And so uh, being able to, to expand that without having built it yet was, was a challenge. But, uh, uh, in terms of uh, finding the support, uh, once once we found uh, an investor, everything started to move very fast, and San Antonio was real helpful in making that happen. We also talked to Paul Lynch from startup company Chargeify, a billing and revenue management software company. So unlike Quantum, we were we were in a in a in a different situation in so much as we moved a business from Austin to San Antonio that was a startup. So, I mean, the most difficult part of, of starting any business is finding your first investor. Mm -hmm. When you go through your, your initial friends and family round, then you need to get your primary investor as your angel round. We were, we were beyond that. So the challenges that you face were, were, were startup challenges. I wouldn't, and I think you'd agree, wouldn't necessarily overlay them on San Antonio. Yeah. Um, so for us, I, I guess it was, it was gaining our position within the market here, um, office setups and everything else. Um, but. You know, we were able to hire a team quickly, um, which was very good. Um, we were firmly established within three to six months, and over the previous sort of two, two and a half years, we've taken it from no staff here to, I think we are 70 here in San Antonio at last count. So how do you afford to grow a startup, especially in a place that's expanding? So, I mean, to go back to the investment round, um, one needs investors or else you need to find a way that you can become cash positive quick. Um, for us, I feel there's, the money's not that discerning. If you've got a good idea, it'll find you if you're in Dublin or San Francisco or San Antonio. Um, so there is ample investment for you to do your startups here in San Antonio. From a cost of living perspective, I mean, from the report that we were looking at previously, 
Um, we have a very good cost of living um, value here in San Antonio. It's not Austin. It's not San Francisco. So as a startup, you can afford to pay the bills, you can afford to pay the rent while you're living in a place like San Antonio. Yeah, um, in San Antonio for us, we, we have office space already that, that, that uh, came with our investor, and so that, that was very helpful. Um, in, in terms of livability and, and the ability to uh, um, kind of exist in an environment that, that's more friendly, it, it's really nice in, in San Antonio. Austin is, is a nice place to be, but there's a lot of people out there trying to do similar things and they, they come after you. And so San Antonio, you can kind of live in a, a sort of um, happier environment. And I think from an affordability perspective, it's a key consideration for San Antonio when we're recruiting at Austin. It's extremely expensive to live there. You're offering people of a certain point of their life where they're looking maybe to settle down, have a family, they're looking for a bit of grass for the kids and dogs to play on. San Antonio is a far better option for them in terms of affordability of housing than Austin is right now. That may be the case for now. But what happens if San Antonio becomes more expensive as more companies set up shop and the population grows? I think all metro areas are going to go through cyclical phases. For one, I think density is an issue within San Antonio. I think millennials want to walk. We're a very spread out city. I'd like to see more housing coming in on an affordability level into downtown. I don't think traffic's an issue there. I do agree there are traffic congestion problems in San Antonio, but around getting to places as opposed to being in a downtown area. If you travel around San Francisco, then you'll see traffic congestion. Denver has traffic congestion. San Antonio and downtown, the traffic isn't an issue. The issue is around population density and the fact that millennials who want to walk to their offices are unable to do so. Yeah, and Austin is pretty much locked up. I mean, uh, you, I have to go to Austin all the time, and, and it, it's never good in traffic in Austin. If you want to be happy uh, in Austin, never get on I-35. It's just terrible. And so those types of issues, people really value being able to move around a bit easier. And, and, and I think San Antonio, <clears throat> one of the things that I look at in San Antonio in, in terms of the future, because I'm dealing in media mostly. I mean, we, do, we deal with programming, but media as well. And, and uh, the schools here still aren't really up to that level of, of supporting media. And so that's, that's what I'm hoping that San Antonio can grow into, is, is more understanding in the college departments, how they can uh, encourage people to be working in this type of of media because augmented reality is really going to change uh, dramatically in the next couple of years and it'd be very ubiquitous and so it'd be nice to have people a, a, a employment pool that we could pull from. There are a lot of higher education and workforce training efforts geared toward creating that employment base. We asked for their take on whether San Antonio is positioned to be a tech hub. I mean we're, we're at the, 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 the thin end of the sphere you know. Um, I mean, this, this is a brilliant area to be doing business in from a tech perspective. There's available capital, there's good labor that's coming out of traditional IT businesses like Rackspace and Kojiko. Um, there's a huge amount of support from City Hall. There's some great private initiatives like TechLock um, that are really moving the wheel here as far as tech is concerned. Um, this corridor in Texas that's being established between Austin, San Antonio, Houston and Dallas um, it's really visible. I mean, we now have four of the top emerging startup economies in the United States, and that's being led by tech. But it's not all a competition. Michael and Paul agree it's apples and oranges. I think we have a different proposition to offer. 
I mean, Austin is a different proposition to San Antonio. We're not a concrete jungle like Houston or Dallas. We're not a tech, um, crazy, expensive area like Austin. You can enjoy a nice lifestyle at an affordable price still in San Antonio while you're doing your tech startup. I, I don't see a lot of competition in what we're doing the, uh, in, in San Antonio, and, and honestly, not a whole lot even in Austin yet. So, so in terms of like augmented reality, it's kind of just beginning to, to perk up. It's a very, very small pool of people. And so on the one hand, you can be kind of at the top of what's going on. But on the other hand, you can't reach around and grab stuff from other people. And so that, that, uh, it, it, that has to change. And I think it will. I mean, uh, everything is growing really fast in the tech exactly. industry. I think like, <clears throat> there is a lack of talent, not in San Antonio, not in America, but globally around augmented reality, around robotics, around um, industrial automation. So there's always going to be competition. Where there's capital, qualified labor will be drawn. Um, so like, I don't think we're at any larger a disadvantage than any other uh, major city in, in the United States that's looking to recruit tech talent. Mm -hmm. I think we have very strong selling points around affordability of living, cost of living, like lack of traffic congestion. So. I mean, I think we're perfectly placed, and you know, the progress can be seen um, in terms of attracting this talent and businesses to San Antonio to do their startups. And as San Antonio remains attractive for now, Paul and Michael offered some words of advice for people getting their startup company off the ground. Set up as you mean to continue. I mean, if you wish to raise a whole load of money, go out there, do an angel round, uh, go to San Francisco, by all means, do that, because you're going to need all that capital. Um, the most successful startups that deliver value back both to its investors and to its founders are those that don't raise too much money too early. If you're going to put offices onto Montgomery Street in San Francisco, if you're going to run burns of $100,000 to $500,000 a month, you know, you're going to raise a huge amount of money and very quickly you're going to lose control of your business. Come mm -hmm. somewhere that's like San Antonio where you can have realistic expectations and you can do realistic projections in terms of what your costs are going to be, what your revenue are going to be, and then you can grow sensibly, maintain the value in your business, and then you can hire the staff when you need to because you're not burning through all the, invest the money that you've raised and not looking to go out there and run your business as a fundraiser rather than a founder. Exactly. I, I built another startup that, that got to be a very large company, and um, one of the issues was raising enough money to make sure that you can make your projections, but not uh, raising too much money and then, and then constantly crippling how much you ultimately own of the company. And so th those types of issues happen a lot. And if, on, on the other side of the coin, if you raise too little money and you don't make your projections, you got to go back to investors. And when you go back to the investors, they're not as happy as they were the first time. And they charge you more for that money each time. And so you start losing more and more of the company. And so it's, it's really important to, to figure out what your run rate is and, and the minimum you need to, to survive until you can get to where you're starting to make money. And then at that point, you're a lot more attracted to investors if you come in having made money versus just, uh, we have a great idea and please, uh, we've, we've gone a while, give us some money. Absolutely. That makes it, makes it tough, tough. Kristen Dean researched and produced this episode. And Kristen, one of the themes that kept coming up during this discussion was why San Antonio is such an affordable city to begin a startup in. And one of the things that they talked about was 
how startups in other cities burn a lot of cash um, on things even just like rent. But here in San Antonio, that's not always the case. Yeah, I really liked what Paul had to say. His company actually started in Austin and then moved to San Antonio. So he's in a very unique position of being able to really directly compare the two cities and how you operate a business in both of those. And of course, he, as you heard, said there's just so many benefits to San Antonio. Now, we did talk about how that's changing in San Antonio, and that's the more attractive San Antonio is as a destination for startups, the more like Austin it's going to get, where rents are going to go up and there'll be more demand for real estate and prices will go up um, for homes. So that's something that hasn't, that question really hasn't been answered yet. I think that's a really important point also and a really important question for us to work on answering in some of our reporting. Because as you have more businesses starting up in San Antonio and you see those rents rising, both on commercial space and in apartments, we want to make sure that people who have been living in San Antonio uh, are still able to stay in their neighborhoods. And I think that that's something that a lot of local leaders are also focused on is making sure that San Antonio is able to grow, but what we really love about it and what makes it so special stays. I think what they were both appreciative of what I really took away from the conversations were that right now, San Antonio is a great place for startups. One of the advantages that I think Austin still has, though, is when you do have a lot of startups concentrated in one place and a lot of businesses and a lot of tech-related entities, you also have a lot of resources and a lot of networking available. And we are starting to see that grow in San Antonio. And I think as the startup culture expands and develops, we're going to see more of those opportunities. Michael's company does augmented reality, and he brought up that point that in San Antonio, there's just not a lot of similar companies to his. And he his exact words were, you cannot reach around to other people. So for example, like to get advice or to, um, to share ideas. Uh, so he brought that up. But again, it's changing. Um, and San Antonio is just in just a really great position to to receive that talent, to receive the ideas and the intellectual property that's coming in, that's being shared around. Um, we're, we, it's like we have the bones for it, and it's just a matter of getting, getting those people over here. And it's not just San Antonio. We're also able to build on the success we're seeing here by working with other cities across the state. I couldn't believe that Texas basically now has four of the top emerging startup markets, as Paul said, Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio. That's just really unbelievable to me that Texas is really taking the lead in tech and becoming a destination for tech. And, you know, us over here in the Lone Star State with our cowboys and our horses and actually we're a, we're a leader in tech. So add that to the list of awesome things about Texas. <laughs> They said there's a lack of talent not just in San Antonio and not in America, but globally. Of course, as new technology is introduced, we're going to have new needs. And I do think that San Antonio is doing a good job of trying to keep up with those, kind of like we've learned in recent podcast episodes, including the one about Cast Tech and Code Up. And there are resources here in San Antonio to help small businesses grow, and those apply for technology startups as well. So I'm really excited for us to take a look at some of those in future weeks. We'd love to get some of your input on the changing face of San Antonio and the issues that we're now facing. You can share your input on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thanks for listening. This was Commerce Street, a business and technology podcast from Ken's 5 Eyewitness News.